I think too, just to to encourage and applaud and and to honor the people who have helped with church plants because we had several locations for neighborhood church where we started mm-hmm. um, in the Lincoln Elementary, mm-hmm. right? And so um, on, you know, unpacking the trailer with all the tables and chairs and yeah. all that set up, and that is a lot of work and input. But I actually think it was some of the most beautiful times. Because people saw that there was a need. They want to be helpful. They don't want to just be consumers. Like you weren't drawn to a church plant because you want to just receive. You, you're you like, yeah, let, let's, let's do this. Let's be a part of this. I can contribute. Yeah. It's actually really funny to think back on that because we could unload and and uh, get everything out of our trailer in probably 20 minutes. It didn't take very long. A lot of church plants, it takes like an hour or two to set up every Sunday. There's so much stuff. And so you need a huge team. But it's interesting. We purposely made it so simple. But then you almost uh, make a disadvantage because you're so right. People want to come. They want to serve. They actually want to get their hands in the work. And so to have stuff for them to do really does. It, they are part of the team. They're not just making them feel like they are. They really are part of the team. And so I do miss those days a little bit too. People just get to come in, help us roll in tables, set stuff up. You're in the thick of this with us. Yeah. I'm glad it wasn't two hours of setup. Yeah. <laughs> oh my goodness. Yeah. Because there wasn't the bit, you know, when we did music, it was like, Maybe a guitar and two voices. Yeah. I don't. Did we even? Ha- did we have microphones? No did mics. We, no no mics? stage. No yeah, sound system, you know, which is yeah. so simple compared to most. Yeah, and uh, um, just so good. And and there are and there's nothing wrong with you know people not having live music because I know quite a few churches that actually might not even be considered a church plan anymore because they're older now, um, that use live videos yeah. or CDs yep. and tape cassettes because we've entered into church bodies with that as well. And and then you would just have a microphone and sing along with it. And there's no shame in that. I do believe that I, I would suggest that we often overlook the flock and the gifts and skills and talents that are already within the flock. And we kind of tend to look for, Lord, can you bring someone from the outside in, someone to provide this? And I'm like, stop. Do you know how many musicians there are? Now you're going to have to kind of like pull them out a little and and develop them and and give them an opportunity and encourage them. Some are going to be too shy still. Some are going to, but there are, there are musicians where you're at and don't, yeah, the Lord will, the Lord has blessed NC in that. Yep. Even though it's a smaller body in some ways, it's like really rich in what flows out of it. Just making the most of what's there and training that. I know you've been a huge part of that too helping us see that, which is phenomenal. So fun. And, and, and one person in particular thinking about, um, our friends, our sister Susie and, you know, she had, and just being, being open-minded and being focused on the heart of worship. Um, and Susie had congas. Yep. And it's just like, yeah, bring Mm -hmm. those in and yeah, get up there. Let's do this. And, and that creates an atmosphere of worship. That's what counts. That's what matters. And don't get, 
here's my little bias. Don't get caught up in the click tracks or the 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 backing tracks to make it sound like you're someone you're not. Just yeah. use what you have and celebrate it. We don't need, like you said, the celebrity Christianity or whatever. Yeah. I think we can do that from, I'm speaking from the music side. I think we can look to all of these other churches trying to be something we're yeah. not. And if the Lord hasn't opened those doors to have those certain resources or to have these lights or that, I also enjoy worshiping in those contexts. Yes. So much fun. It's amazing to have those resources. I love both. But I just, I really grieve if you have one part of the body, like the arm, trying to be like a leg, like this other church in the community that has, I'm like, that's not, maybe that's not what you were called to. And so so there's freedom in that. Yep. It's really true because I don't think there's anything in scripture that says if you use a smoke machine, you can't glorify God. That's not there. Mm -hmm. And nor does it say if you only have a piano Mm -hmm. and like one person singing, also the spirit of God can. Not true at all. It's just your heart. We are here to enjoy God and we really love him and we can't wait to celebrate and lift him up. That's our heart. We're going to do that this Sunday and we're pumped. That's the biggest part whatever tools you got, use them like symbols, bring it. You know what I mean? You got a liar, bring it. You know I mean? Just all of it. That's like the left house scripture, just lists thing after thing after thing. It's yes. like, let's, let's use these to glorify God. Um, but we're not going to be, our worship's never limited by, by them, the number, the complexity of it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's the heart. Yeah. And you really have to equip Um, You have to equip people. I think a lot of times we wait for pastors, we wait for musicians, we wait for whoever, you know, people to help with children's ministry. I think we wait for them to like arrive fully packaged with a ribbon on their heads. And it's like, no, you have to invest in the body of Christ and encourage them in those giftings. And so there's work in that. Yeah, there is. That's part of church planning is like, we feel so under-resourced, but it's like, okay, God, how have you already given us exactly how what we need? How are you going to multiply and what yeah, we have? How do, you, how do you want us to, in faith, develop it? Yeah. Amen. That's so good. So um, do you, because I, I really want this conversation to be encouraging to to pastors, to families, to people who are a, um, a part of church planting. Um, what tips or some you know, pieces of encouragement do you have for listeners? I know we've, this whole podcast is, but I don't know, like, can you pinpoint some things, some last comments? I I think, yeah, I'll just, one thing that just comes to mind, I'll just say this, is that we're probably most fruitful in the ways we don't expect it. You know, I'm sure that people thought Jesus was most fruitful when he was coming into Jerusalem and the crowds were chanting. Like, man, Jesus, you're impressive. You've clearly achieved something. Or when he's feeding the 5,000 and there's tons of people, that's actually, I don't think, when he was most fruitful. I think he knew it. I think he knew it had a lot more to do on a long walk when he's hanging out with John and Peter and they're just having conversations. So for pastors to try to recalibrate in their mind, what does successful look like to me? And it's probably when you're having food with people. And you're in the walk. (laughs) You know, it just it doesn't seem schnazzy and amazing, but that's when the spirit of God is really doing shaping work in people. And you gotta have eyes for the long haul about what God's doing, because he's the master at taking forever. Like so long. I thought that was us. Yeah, his his timeline is so Mm -hmm. slow. He's very patient. But it's he's so good at it though. Mm -hmm. He's really good at taking the long view and working in people but just getting patient with him 
and letting them know when you're frustrated too, but just knowing you're doing really good stuff that I can't see. Thank you for that. And just trying to keep a grateful heart. Mm-hmm. And I think that's perspective too, that it could be a year later since you've, you know, planted the church. If you don't keep that perspective, that eternity view and the way he views time and the way he views hearts and growth, you are going to become um, feel like you're a failure. And so your self-confidence or sense of self-worth or, or any of those things, mm-hmm. you're going to be attacked and you're lacking in gratitude and you'll be bitter like and angry or frustrated. And that's not good either. Mm-mm. And so we, we all, whether you're church planning or not, we all need to, yep. to have a hearts of gratitude, but yep. yeah, just keeping that at the forefront for perspective. It is again, I'm just going to keep stealing from Tom Bernardo. This will be the last part, <laughs> but he makes that I, th- I think Tom does a great job drawing this out that God does promise to do things through us. And a lot of people feel like, man, God's really promised to work through this church plant or this ministry, this idea, this marriage, this child. And I think God does make those promises. We, however, are really poor at reading what he means by those promises. Like that God said something and we immediately expect that to look a certain way, but he's going to keep his word. It's just not going to look like what we thought. I think I think one of those is David where God's promising, I'm never going to let your throne fall. Like I'm going to, I'm going to keep a descent on your throne for all days. And the Israelites are like, that means the kingdom of Judah is never going to fall. But then they're walking into exile and their King's been taken in chains, their temples destroyed, their cities on fire. Mm-hmm. And you got to be believing God's a liar. Because he wow. promised his his descendants like always going to sit on that throne. Well, he's not. Totally got taken over. And it looks like God's never keeping his word. But God was keeping in his word just in a different way than they expected. And in a better one. Because then Jesus comes along, the true son of David, and he is sitting on the throne. And he will be forever. But it's not the kingdom they thought was going to come. And so then I got all these promises that I have. I'm like, God, you're going to keep it in exactly this way. And he's like, no, I'm not. I'm going to disappoint you. And for a while, but I'm going to fulfill that in a much better way. So keeping our hearts open to God's, God's plans, he's more creative than we are. That's so good. The dangers of expectations, human expectations. The one thing we can expect is, is God's going to show up and we can, and we can depend on yes. him and expect him to move. Yep. Yep. Exactly. Probably not in the way that I expected, yeah, yeah. but it will move. Yes. How many times are we going to yeah, use that word in a sentence? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, thank you so much, uh, Caleb, for joining us on this podcast on talking about church planting. And uh, we'll be praying for you, wishing you so well um, in Kansas, thank potentially. You. Yep. Let's see where the Lord takes you next. I need all the prayer I can get. Thank yeah. <laughs> oh, trust me. I know. No, I'm <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah. All right. Thank you, listeners, for joining us listening to the THWC podcast.